even though they are not evident in small children, but as a person grows, then what they have brought with them, because everybody has brought a certain disposition with them. Since we believe in the previous birth and previous births also, therefore, the present is the product of the past, and therefore, the manner in which a person has lived the life in the past births, that determines the present disposition. So everyone is born with a certain disposition. Because of that, everyone has certain kind of beliefs or certain kind of uh, convictions in their life. <coughs> and accordingly, the Shraddha can be, Shraddha means this conviction. These convictions can be classified as Sattvic, Rajas and Tamas. <coughs> the Lord Krishna will explain what that means. So let us proceed with the next verse now. Satvan Rupa Sarvasya Shraddha Bhavati Bharata Shraddha Mayoyam Purushaha Yoya Shraddhasa Evasaha Satvan Rupa Sarvasya Shraddha Bhavati Bharata. In Bharata, the Shraddha is in keeping with their own mind or their own disposition. Meaning, what kind of convictions a person will have will be generally determined by what kind of disposition a person is born with. As I said, the dispositions can be broadly classified as Sattvic, Rajas and Tamas where there is predominance of sattva guna. Where there is the sattva guna is there, the sattva is purity or clarity. So there, in that mind which enjoys the predominance of sattva, will find purity, sanctity, clarity, and all the noble qualities such as non-violence, truthfulness, kindness, compassion, these qualities will be evident in the mind that enjoys sattva. And the convictions of that person also will be accordingly. The conviction that that person will have in the life also will be then determined by that disposition of mind. A person is born with the predominance of rajas, where rajas is greed, ambitions, a craving for sense gratification, ego gratification, a person is born with that kind of disposition, then the convictions will the person will have will be determined by that disposition. Where tamas is predominant, person is born as without any great initiative, rather dull, or sometimes cruel, then the convictions will be determined by that mind. For example, whether I am inclined to follow the law or not, I mean, there, there may be a person who just uh, revolts against any kind of law or authority. Somebody is inclined to obey the law. Somebody always, someone crosses all the T's and dots all the I's and follows everything. Somebody just revolts. 
Somebody is a mixture. When I see a red traffic light, what is my inclination? Would I want to... Uh, suppose there was no uh, traffic policeman. I knew that nobody supervises this place here. There is no traffic policeman, nothing. Then at what speed would I drive my car on the road? Or how will I act? How will I treat? I mean, I respond when there is red traffic light or a stop sign or something that puts a restriction on my freedom. Whether I honor that, recognizing that it is meant for everybody's safety, and therefore I should honor that whether there is somebody who restrains me or not. Meaning a sattvic person will not wait for somebody to control him or restrain him. There will be a, a discipline that will be from within one's own self. Because there is a very sympathetic approach towards the law, recognizing that these laws are meant for everybody's safety. Meaning that the, the discipline or law is not interpreted as an aggression on one's freedom, but it is interpreted as aiding one's freedom. That the freedom is interpreted as doing what is right, rather than doing what one wants to do. Just the disposition is like that. The basic law everybody knows, that I should not do unto others what I do not want to be done to me. There is someone who respects this. That yes, I should not do unto others what I do not want them to do to me. But everybody does not respect. A thief, for example, does not respect it. When he commits a, a theft, he knows that people do not want me to commit that theft. If they came to my house, I would not want them to, to steal something that belongs to me. It's very clear. And still the person does it, doesn't respect that. So sometimes respecting law sometimes tendency to violate the law. There are some people who always, always brush with the law, is this always. Some, that's how the mind is. So we see some people have brought that mind. Not that the mind cannot be changed. The whole idea is that we can bring about a complete transformation. And therefore, nobody is, uh, is doomed or condemned forever. Our mind is such that it can be transformed. And all this discussion is meant for transforming our mind. And the discussion also is meant for us to observe our own tendencies to see where we fall and therefore what kind of measures we should undertake to bring about a change wherever necessary. Whether a person believes what is life all about? Somebody may think that life is just whatever you see is life. As Kathopanishad describes, Nasamparayaf Pratibhadivalam Pramadyantam Vittamohenam Mudham. A person is so fascinated by the wealth and name, fame, and property and, and recognition that he thinks that that is all that life has to offer. I am Loka, Nasti Parayitimani, that's all the life is all about. There's nothing beyond or above, above beyond that. This is the conviction. And with that conviction then we'll determine what the priorities are, what the values are, what the person will do. On the other hand, Kathopanishad has his Nachiketa. And Nachiketa is the conviction that what I want is knowledge of the self. Conviction. Shraddha Avesha. So when Nachiketa saw his father, the story is well known. 
that Nishigeda's father was performing a, a very elaborate Vedic ritual. And at the conclusion of any ritual, you distribute gifts to the priests and brahmanas who are attending and officiating. Nishigeta is a young boy and observing the proceedings. And he sees that his father is giving away old, infirm, useless cows, which cows will actually be a burden to the, to the Brahmins, the priests to whom they are given. When he saw that, Upanishad says, Tam Shraddha Abhivesha. In Nishigeta's mind, Shraddha entered. His convictions entered. So, hey, immediately this thought occurred in his mind. Anandanamate lokaha. The person who gives this kind of cows will go to the world where there is a lot of suffering. Meaning, my father will go to hell where there will be nothing but pain. This whole ceremony is performed so that he will go to heavens. But on account of giving this kind of gifts, he is inviting only the suffering of hell for himself. That's not right. So what should you do? See how the Shraddha works. Nishiketa thinks that, well, I am a son. And the duty of the son is to protect the father. Maybe my father does not have enough resources to give gifts to all these Brahmins. Let me offer myself. A son also can be called the property of the father. Let me offer myself. Therefore, father, if there is any lack of resources, I'm offering myself to you. You can give me the gift as a gift to somebody. And that is how uh, uh, be saved from the sin of giving this kind of cows to the Brahmins. With this intention, he goes to his father and asks his father, Tata Kasmi Mam Dasa Siddhi. Oh, father, who are you going to give me as a gift? Now, a question will not make any sense. Dvitiyam, Trutiyam. Father is very busy distributing gifts. Here the boy comes and, and says something. And Dvitiyam, Trutiyam, the father did not make a note of the child first time. Second time, third time he persisted because it was very important to him. For Nachiketa, it was very important to clarify because he saw his father was doing something wrong. He wanted to correct it. And father thought that this boy is indulgent. What is this? He's, he's arrogant. He's, I'm busy. He's disturbing me. Father got angry. I'm giving you to death. Seed out of anger. Like a mother may say, go and fall in the well. You know, something like that. No child does it. But this, this boy, again, because he has a tremendous trust, he has a faith in, in, in satyam, in truthfulness. Because my father said it, it, these words must be made true. He went into solid, solitude and thought, why did my father say this? Is he punishing me for some offense that I have done, committed? I haven't done anything to offend my father. I never disobeyed him. I never not did my lessons. I never always done it. I'm a very obedient 
son as well as a disciple. Or maybe he's just sending me to Lord Death because Lord Death needs me. So what am I going to do for Lord Death? I don't think he needs me. After giving all the benefit of doubt to his father, then finally he came to conclusion that my father has said it only out of anger. That's it. After giving all, we would generally think this is the old man doesn't know anything. He's like that, Swami. Don't listen to him. Sometimes children say, Swami, don't bother, you know, don't take my mother seriously. But Nachiketa did not do that. He took it seriously. And when he could not give any benefit to his father, then he came to conclusion that it has been said out of anger. Then he goes to his father, says, Father, let me go to Lord Death. Says, what? Yes, you said you are giving me to death, please let me go. No, my child, I did not mean that I said it was out of anger. I did not mean, I'm not, I was not serious. But you said it. And because you said it, you must be true to your words. Look at the tradition of our family. Nobody in our ancestry has ever gone back on their words and no learned or cultured people ever go back on their words. So you also should not do and therefore you should let me go. No, when your son shows you law like this, what will you do? We make the law in the house and then they show us the law. Sometimes, Dad, you're a hypocrite, you know, something like that. You make a law, you don't follow that. The father has no choice. He has to let his son go. And the Chikara goes to Lord Death. And Lord Death has gone out for some errand. Returns after three days. And he's told, this boy has been waiting here for you. He has not taken any food. No water, nothing. Because he's a property of Lord Death. And he cannot even take food unless he gets permission from him. So he just waited. Lord Death, Yamaraja was amazed. He invited this child, gave him the seed of respect, showed all the respect to a guest even though he's a young boy. Performed worship and said, I'm very sorry that you had to, you had to go hungry at my home for three nights. Please pardon me. Because if a guest goes hungry from your home like this, he can burn everything. His anger can burn anything. Please pardon me. I know that you are a very learned boy and therefore you will pardon me. But still, I'm so pleased with you. I'm offering you three boons. One for every night that you stayed hungry at my home. Now, everywhere this Shraddha, the conviction comes in. What will you ask if three boons are given to you? What will you ask? Swami, first boon, I should have a Mercedes. <laughs> Second boon, a beach home. Third boon, something like that, you know. Whatever convictions are, whatever is important in your life, that's what we'll ask for. So it's part of what is important in my life. What do I look upon as the most important thing in my life? That is what I'll ask for. Oh, that's what I'll work for in my life. What did Nachiketa consider the most important? Well, his duty was most important to him. Never he said to Yamaraja, I know that my father is very upset. He must be feeling very guilty. He must be regretting what all he has said. And also must be upset at me, angry because I did not quite obey his orders.
please grant peace of mind to my father. Before asking for anything for himself, he first asks for the well-being of his father. Granted. Second, O Lord Yamaraja, I find that in the society, people are aspiring to go to heavens. Please give me that vidya, the knowledge, which I can share with them, by which they can fulfill the desire of going to heavens. Granted. So, theoretically, Nachiketa performed his duties towards his family as well as towards the society. Now comes a duty towards himself. I've heard that there is this question. Yeyam prete vichikitsa manushe astityege nayamastiricheke. When a person departs from this body, then this question remains. Some people say that nothing remains. Some people say that something remains. Meaning that some people say that there is an atma of the self over and above this body. Some people say that body is atma. You are the most qualified one because you know death and everything. You know the life and death both. And therefore, I like to get from you the teaching on the nature of the self. His conviction, what is most important to him. And Yamaraja wanted to see whether really the, the conviction is genuine or what. Sometimes we, re- we ask questions which we repeat from somewhere, you know. So you read some place and you ask a question or some you heard it someplace. So is this boy serious? And so Yamaraja tried to discourage him. He says, hey, Nachikata, do you know? Even Devutas, gods also, who are so brilliant, even they also are still in, in doubt about these issues. It is very subtle. You know, you better give up this demand of knowing the self. Nachikata says, oh, even Devutas, gods also have this question. That means that it is something very important. I should have it. Then Yamaraja wanted to uh, tempt him. Says Nachikata, you know something? Give up this demand for self-knowledge. Let me offer you a long life, sons, grandsons, wealth, gold, elephants, horses, diamonds, long life, vast kingdom, and whatever else you want to have, ask for it. But give up this demand of self-knowledge. Yamaraja kept on offering, and he made his offer bigger and bigger. They say that the offer that you cannot, cannot refuse. But here Yamaraja was really surprised. He refused. He says, what all you are offering to me? It is all impermanent. How long will this pleasure, this is all, this is all conviction. That the pleasures of the senses are going to be impermanent. There is no guarantee that they will be tomorrow, they will be, they will exist tomorrow or not. And even when I am enjoying these pleasures, it is at the cost of my vitality. And the long life they are offering, how long can it be in the time that is infinite? How long can the life be? So keep all your dance and chariot and everything with you. I have nothing to do with them. I'm just saying what is meant by Shraddha. Meaning, 
one is is born with sadha. This is of course the highest kind of sadha. But we see many examples. Even in the Puranas, Upanishads, everywhere. Well, for example, two kings. One is a king of gods, his name was Indra. Other is king of demons, his name was Virochana. Both of them approach a teacher whose name is Prajapati, the creator, with a request for knowledge of the self. And Prajapati teaches them after they perform a lot of penance. And says that the person that you see in the right eye is a self. It's a technical way of saying something, but then person <coughs> that you see in the right eye is a self. So each one looked at the right eye of the other. The who did they see? They saw themselves, their body. So then the uh, conclusion is that Prajapati is saying that this body is a self. Both of them satisfied. Prajapati gave some other tests to see, you know, to convey to them that I don't mean that, but somehow they could not see that. Both of them walked away, satisfied that they have gained the knowledge of self. Of them, Virochana, the king of demons, went home and taught everybody that the great grandsire has said that the body is a self, and therefore you must worship it, you must uh, decorate it, you must ornament it, worship it, and that will bring you heavens. Indra also went back, but he said, hey, this doesn't sound right, because self is immortal. Body is not immortal. How can body be self? Doesn't sound right. Goes back. Performs penance. But what I am saying is, how different people's disposition respond to the same thing in different ways. That is because everybody has brought his or her own disposition when there are some convictions. Or there are tendencies that certain convictions can be created. A given person will be influenced by certain things, the other person may not be influenced. So what influences me? You watch TV and watch all kinds of things, whether a film star influences you, whether a sports star influences you, whether a, a, a politician, a leader influences you, whether a wealthy person influences you, or whether a swami or a monk influences you. Depends. Again, depends upon the disposition of our mind. What influences me? What creates an impact upon me? What inspires me? All of this is what is meant by Shraddha or faith. As we say, by faith we do not just mean a certain religious faith. Faith is the inherent Shraddha, the, the conviction and the tendency that a person has born with him or her. Each one of us is born with those inherent tendencies, inherent convictions, which manifest themselves as we grow older. <laughs> so Lord Krishna says, Satvan Rupa Sarvasya Shraddha Bhoti Bharata He Bharata He Arjuna Everybody is Shraddha. Faith, convictions are according to the disposition of their mind. 
If the mind has predominance of sattva, then the shraddha, those convictions will be sattvic. Their dispositions, their ap- this determines everything. The convictions, the, dispo- the, the aptitudes, the values, the things that you like, things that you enjoy, all of this is determined by what we call the shraddha or the basic conviction. Therefore, the shraddha is a very important thing. Lord Krishna says, Shraddha mayoyam purushah yo yashraddha sevasah. This purusha means a human being is shraddha maya, is predominant in shraddha. So, what is the most predominant aspect of my personality? Shraddha. My faith, my belief system, my convictions, my tendencies, that is what makes me. As a shraddha, as they say, as the mind, so the man, they say. As the mind, so the man. But what is mind? Here it is said Shraddha. As a Shraddha, so the man, so the person. Yoya Shraddha Sevasaha. Whatever one Shraddha is, that is what a person is. Then we can change our Shraddha, then the person changes. We can change the Shraddha. That is why the parents like that the children should be exposed to what they consider as desirable influences so that their, their convictions and belief systems will be molded accordingly. Depends on what we get exposed to. Only today I was reading a report in the, in the New York Times. Many of you must have heard about that, uh, that in the event that took place, episode that took place in a, in a mosque in Islamabad in Pakistan. There's what they call Lal Masjid, a red mosque. Where there is a school, or there are schools called madrasas, religious schools, for boys as well as girls. And uh, what they teach in the schools, the, the reporter reports, she interviewed certain girls who were studying in this religious school for six to eight years and now because the government in fact uh, took hold of that mosque, everybody is out and these girls are back to their home. But you see how the influence is created in them. Now these girls are 16, 18, 19, 20 year old and they are teaching the girls in their village. But they put their burqa, they, they put that curtain over their head. Whenever there is any person, any man who is not closely related to them, will cover their face. So these four girls are talking to each other and the father of one of the girls walks in. But then that person is not closely related to other three girls. So they right away cover their faces. And the father's daughter, this man's daughter says, you walk away from here. You leave this place. And that fellow left. These girls have come with the conviction that this life is nothing. They are always talking about life after, after life. In paradise, what all kinds of things there are. And particularly for a martyr. If you die for the cause of religion, you are a martyr, you go to paradise, and what all kind of food you will get, and all pleasures you will get. That's what they are teaching little children. I mean, the same girl says, look how useless I was before. Formerly I was watching TV and listening to music. 
you know, she regretted. Now, she has firm conviction about the religion. All I am saying is how the mind is available for influencing. And therefore, of course, we have brought our own disposition to begin with. And as the mind is subject to different influences, how the belief systems can change also. But this is how things are. Yoya Shraddha Sayavasaha. Whatever one's belief systems are, meaning what values one respects, what goals one entertains, what kind of philosophy of life one has, what one looks upon as the most important thing in life, what one looks upon as a goal of life, and for reaching that goal also, what kind of means one is willing to supply. Whether you want to achieve a goal by hook or crook, or you want to achieve by fair means or by foul, all of these are part of the shraddha, the conviction. And as the shraddha is, so the person is. <coughs> How do we know what kind of a shraddha one has? Now, as we said, this is meant for understanding our own self. And what kind of Shraddha we have can be judged based on what kind of aptitudes we have. Here Lord Krishna gives some traditional examples of the aptitudes that people with different Shraddhas have from which it can be judged what kind of Shraddha they possess. So in the fourth verse we are told, Yajante Satvika Devan Yaksharaksham Sirajasaha Pretan Bhutaganam Schanye Yajante Tamasajanaha Express in a traditional way. What preferences do you have in worship? Who do you worship in your life? Understand that everybody worships somebody or other in their life. Everybody has their idols or their ideals. And we worship them, we adore them. So who do you adore in your life? Yajante Satvikaha Devan. Lord Krishna says that the people who are born with the disposition of sattva, they automatically, they are inclined to, or they, they, they like to worship the devatas. Devatas means gods, gods means those who enjoy the sattvic disposition. Meaning that these people will have a tendency to worship the devata gods, or worship also the people who display those kind of tendencies. Meaning that they will have respect or reverence for saints, respect for people who are, uh, who are spiritual, who themselves are pure and clean, who follow those noble values of life. So they are the kind of people who will inspire them. So whether you are inspired by Mahatma Gandhi, inspired by Swami Vivekananda, by whom? by Lincoln, whatever. So there are many people in this world who are, uh, 
who stand, who are well known for their noble qualities, well known for their values and qualities, and they stood for them in their life, they suffered wherever it was necessary, but then they stuck to those values. This is what will inspire somebody. Some people will be inclined to only worship devatas. Therefore, even some little children, you see, sometimes the grandparents report to us, you know, typically, in a Hindu home, there is always an altar of worship, at home also. And if nobody, at least grandparents, old people perform regular worship there. Like grandmother will wake up early in the morning and then take her bath and then do the worship. So she says, you know, my grandchild, he just only, still, only one year old, just crawling. So this grandchild sees the grandma doing something crawls and slowly comes and sits in the lap and slowly wants to ring that bell, wants to wave the light, wants to do that. That kind of sport this child likes. What kind of sport a person likes? What kind of things that, you know, you like? What kind of aptitudes you have? Some people like to go to listen to the katha, meaning the discourses uh, on Ramayana. They they enjoy watching the Ramayana series, Mahabharata, whatever it is. So, that is kind of disposition one has. So, what are the things that you like? Lord Krishna says, people born with the sattvic disposition will have love for gods or godly people or those kind of godly things. They will want to become like them. They will become the role models. They will want to mold themselves also in that direction and become like that. So this is how, that's what their goal is. They are devoted to that. Yaksharaksham sirajasaha. On the other hand, those are born with the pranams of rajas. Where rajas is predominant, there there is the intense urge to seek sense gratification, pleasure. Where rajas is there, that is the urge for sense pleasure, for gratification of senses, gratification of ego. So those people automatically worship other kinds of persons. Yaksha, Raksham, Sirajasaha. Yaksha and Rakshas. Again, Lord Krishna talks in the traditional terms. Yaksha means uh, some demigods for the attendance of Kubera. Kubera is said to be the, the treasurer of the gods. He is the richest person in the universe, Kubera. He is a treasurer. And these yakshas are the attendants of Kubera. Meaning that those are the people who are very rich. Let us say yaksha stands for very wealthy people. And rakshasas are the demons who are very strong or powerful people. And so some people will be impressed by them. A wealthy person will really inspire them, or a man possessing power, etc. So naturally there will be inclination for those things. And they will worship them. Yaksharaksham sirajasaha Pretan bhudaganam shanye 
On the other hand, some people possess disposition where they want to hurt others. And therefore, they will also worship. They will worship all those black magic and other kind of the, the, the lower elements from which they can get power and somehow hurt other people. Because the, the nature is tamas and where there is, number one, they do not want to do anything on one hand or they just want to do things in the wrong way. That's the tendency they have. Pretan, bhuta ganam sanye, preta means a departed souls. Preta is a, is, a, is a sort of species, you know. Bhuta is a ghost. So these are the kind of things that they worship. You will be surprised, all kinds of worships are going on. There are people who go to uh, cremation grounds, you know that? People go to cremation grounds and spend nights there and do all kinds of things there. And they also get all kinds of uh, powers. And they have their own devotees also. And so uh, there are those who go to temples, there are others who go to uh, stock market, there are those who go to cremation grounds. Now everybody has their own temples. And where, what do you worship in your life? So from that, meaning that from these tendencies we can judge what kind of shraddha or disposition we have. If you find that we have a tremendous fascination of wealth and power and, and pleasure, then we know that rajas is predominant. <coughs> then if you have value, then we can change it over to sattva. By deliberately exposing ourselves to influences where our, our, our views can change. We can get educated about the basic reality of life as to what a person is seeking. Well, I am seeking success, which is fair, but what is success? So where do you see your success? Some people see the success in the spiritual growth, some people see success in the material growth, some people see success in harassing other people. Different people are different, I mean, ideas of success. By education, by exposing to the proper education, these ideas can be transformed and we can make the people see that, look, success is something subjective, not objective. Success or happiness depends upon the purity of your own mind, depends upon the disposition of our mind. More calm and tranquil your mind is, more sattvic your mind is, then more happy you are, more self-satisfaction is there, and a greater sense of success is there. So then, they can be educated with reference to what is meant by success. If they can see that, then the values will change, priorities will change. It is for that purpose that this kind of analysis is undertaken in this chapter. <clears throat> Although Shankaracharya says here that people having sattvic shraddha are always very few. People having shraddha, the rajas are many, and tamas also are many. So for that reason, in the next two verses, Lord Krishna describes people who have this tamas shraddha. <clears throat> so verses 5 and 6, we can read them together. Ashastravihitam ghoram 
तप्यन्ते ये तपोजना दंभाहंकार संयुक्ता कामराग बलान्विता कर्षयंत शरीरस्थम भूत ग्राममचेत सह माम चैवान्त शरीरस्थम तान विद्यासुर निश्चयान Lord Krishna says that know these people that they have this asuric convictions, demoniac convictions. That is demoniac shraddha or convictions. Like there are stories in our Puranas. This Ravana, even when he was a child, it is said that once he was lying in the lap of his mother. Must they must be sitting in the roof or on the terrace, I think. At that time, one aeroplane. you know i was flying in the sky this little boy ravana so what is that man oh that's a plane aeroplane it belongs to this kubera so i want it this is the instinct that is i want that mother if you want that well then you should perform penance acquire power and then conquer him and then get it This exactly what Ravana did. When he grew up, he performed tremendous penance. The kind of penance described here, which amounts to really bring him all lot of afflictions to one's own body, but they do that. Asuranischayan, the people who have these demoniac convictions, they will be able to undertake any kind of painful, uh, 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 you know, practices. <coughs> Ashastravihitam, the kind of penance or practices which do not have sanction of the scriptures. The penance is sanctioned by the scriptures, but they tell you what to do and how to do. It is not simply for mortification of the body; it is for one's spiritual growth. The purpose of penance or austerity is for one's growth, emotional growth, spiritual growth. and that kind of penance or austerities are prescribed in the scriptures those things don't influence i mean you know they don't in, uh, inspire these people they want to do something else ashastu that which is not sanctioned by the scriptures ghoram which is very severe you know the severe penance they want to perform tapyante tapojanah those people who want to perform penance which is very severe and not sanctioned by the scriptures why do they want to do that how come they want to uh, disregard what the scriptures say what the wise people say what the elders say they just disregard them meaning that those things do not create any shraddha or conviction in them they, they don't understand dambha ahankara sanyukta because they are endowed with dambha ahankara dambha means pretentiousness ahankara means pride or arrogance 
सो दे ऑलवेज वॉन्ट टू प्रिटेंड टू बी डिफरेंट फ्रॉम वॉट दे आर एंड और दम्बा ऑल्सो मीन दैट दे वोट मेक ए बिग शो अबाउट देयर रिलीजियोसिटी दे वोट मेक ए बिग शो अबाउट देयर ग्रेटनेस एंड देर दे विल डू समथिंग बाई विच द वर्ल्ड विल रिकोगनाइज एम एस ग्रेट सो वॉट एवर इट टेक्स दम्बा बिकॉज दे वॉन्ट टू प्रोजेक्ट दमसेल्व एज ग्रेट और एज वर्चुअस और एज ग्रेट अहंकारा and they have tremendous pride it is the need to display themselves and the pride in themselves this is what the driving factor driving force and therefore what the scriptures and what the elders and what the wise people say that does not create an impact on them and it is their arrogance or their pride which is what determines what they do and they have a tremendous amount of strength also ahankaram is ahameva shreshtayeti durbhimana there is nobody like me konyosti sadusho maya who is there in the world like me in our purana there are many such examples ravana is one hiranyakashipu is another one hiranyaksha all these demons there are portrayed I don't know whether such people were there. I guess they may be there, but then this is the description you find. Hiranyakashipu declared that I am God. See, look at in contrast, his son was Pralad, just born with altogether different tendencies. The father is a great demon, and he looks upon God or Narayan as his arch enemy. He is looking for that enemy. On the other hand. his own son is born as a great devotee of narayana just born with that disposition his father tried to change him he was placed in gurukula and these two demons are instructed to teach this child teach them about the pleasures teach them about all the indulgences teach them that's what the rakshasas do and this child refused to be influenced by the teachers on the other hand the teachers are away he gathered those other children around and then influenced them after some years of training the father of hiranyakashipu called the, the gurus and said let me see what my child has learned so guru said okay child repeat the lesson that we have told you that fellow says narayana is ultimate reality na so what father was saying is this is what you taught no we haven't taught this you know your son is like that come on go back again they they worked very hard to change this boy he just would not change to such an extent that he defied his father they tried to kill him he just could not be killed father i'm going to kill you now if they cannot kill you i'll kill you Took a sword in his hand. Let me see how your God comes. Hari comes and saves you. Where is your God? It's everywhere. You mean he's there in this pillar also? Yes, with his conviction. Yes, God is everywhere. Is in the pillar also? Yes. Let me see how he comes out. And Hiranyakashipu kicked that pillar and came out from there. This this God, in the form of half lion and half man. The idea is that this is conviction. and with that conviction he was able to in fact uh, stand against any kind of pressures his father's conviction was just the opposite the tamasic conviction 
There's no one like me. Everybody, nobody in this kingdom could even utter the name of God. Say, I am the God. You utter my name. You worship me. You do my name of my japa. Japa of my name. Then, Kamaraga Balan Vitaha, they have got some kind of animalistic strength also. Arising with Kama and Raga. Kama is a strong craving for what one does not have. And Raga is a strong attachment for what one has. Kama is a strong craving. He wanted to be he wanted to be the, the emperor of the three worlds. He became strong. So it is that kind of a craving that really creates such a force in them that enables them to suffer any kind of pain. The Kama, Raga, the Bala, the demoniac strength that arises from craving as well as attachment. And that pride that there is nobody greater than me, the Dambha, the strong need to display that I am the greatest in the world. Karshyanta Sharirastam, then they take practices which are which amount to self-mortification. Karshyanta Sharirastam, Bhutagramam Achetasaha. Lord Krishna says that all they do is they torture themselves. Torture this body, which is made of Bhutagrama, made of five elements. The body is made of five elements, they torture them. They torture me also, Lord, Lord says. Because I am their self. See, Lord is our own self. He is a doer. He is the enjoyer. So when you deprive him completely of the basic needs also, then that God who sits in there as the experiencer also is tortured. Mam chevanta sharirastham. They torture their body which is made of the five elements. They torture me who obtains in their own body as their own self. And they perform, even today also you can see people performing all kinds of penances, just uh, like sitting on, 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 uh, on rocks which are very hot, standing in some, uh, you know, in some position for a long time. We can't do it for more than five, ten minutes, they just do it for, I don't know, how long, months together. Uh, all kinds of things people do. And they also acquire all kinds of powers also. Because there are different kinds of powers. There are, there are divine powers, there are demoniac powers, there are also all kinds of powers are there. Depends on what you're invoking. Meaning that one has a potential to invoke whatever one wants from one's own self. And these people are dedicated to invoking the very worst from themselves in terms of most destructive powers. And so, Tan Vidhi, Asuranishchayan, here Arjuna, know these people to be of demoniac convictions. They are born with the demoniac convictions. So, Sattvic Rajas Tamas. <coughs> Again, this is not meant to brand Swamiji, I know who you are talking about. No, we are not talking about it. That's why I said only Ravada and Hiranyakashipu, you know. This is always safe to give those examples rather than giving any other examples because there are a lot of controversies and you give any example and there will be devotees of that person, you know. So you never know. You think that somebody is already uh, recognized the whole world as a demon. 
let us say. But maybe there are devotees of him, and then you, uh, so you might hurt somebody's feelings. But that's why we give examples only of the traditional example, Ravana, Kumbhakarana, Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, Kamsa, you know. Even Lord Krishna is the maternal uncle. He destroyed all children because he was told that the eighth, eighth child of your sister will, will, will be your destroyer. How, what an amount of, what cruelty. And so, out of cruelty they can do anything. Destroy how many? So these Rakshasas or these demons were known as very cruel people. So the Tamas people are very cruel. And they are cruel to themselves also. Not only cruel to others, cruel to themselves. That's why Lord Krishna says, they torture themselves. They torture me, who is abiding in their heart as their own self. Know them to be of demoniac convictions. Meaning that people are born with divine convictions or the intermediate convictions or the demoniac convictions. This is... And now, subsequently, Lord Krishna is going to describe our day-to-day activities from our preferences. What kind of preferences we have? What kind of tendencies we have? What kind of intentions we have? From our intentions our tendencies, our preferences, we can judge our own mind as to in which category we fall and what we should do if necessary with our mind to change ourselves. The idea is to change everybody into a sattvic person. Because that alone is conducive to one's own well-being. Sattva is conducive to one's own well-being, one's own happiness, one's own success. And therefore the intention there is to turn everybody into sattva, so we recognize rajas and tamas and we slowly work with them. Okay, we'll continue from tomorrow. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om